and welcome to the Success Formula podcast, where we get down to earth with real entrepreneurs who work hard and know that success is more than a mindset because it takes blood, guts and a bucket full of luck, quite frankly, to survive and thrive in the world of business today. My name is Damien Mark Smith, and I am the host for the show and author of this little book here, The Entrepreneur Success Formula, How Thriving Business Owners Actually Do It. And welcome to today's show, Fiona Orman-Treen, who's a website specialist, which is really good because we're going to be digging down in, deep into that. Uh, and she's strategic website specialist for evolving companies, charities, and public center, sector projects. Try saying that after four shots. Um, and the author, specifically, this is why I really want to get to dig down into uh, of leverage your expertise online. Never has there been a better time to be doing this. So Fiona, welcome to the show. Thank you, Damien. Thank you for having me on today. It's great to be here. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. And, you know, I don't know about how, how you feel about what's happening right now in the United Kingdom, but, but we, I'm, I'm based in Northampton and this country is getting set for exponential growth. There is a warehouse the size of five football fields popping up every week around here. I don't know if you see <laughs> and uh yeah it's we're, we're getting ready thank you uh to i think to the vaccine program to uh to to make very good use of uh of the the exponential potential that's happening in uh, in the next few years and this is why i really wanted to speak with you because you know leveraging your expertise online well look if you don't have a website if you don't have a web presence uh, you're missing out so uh, tell us a little bit about how you started this business and uh, how you how you uh, got your first customers Oh, gosh. Well, it was uh, a while ago. I started uh, 20 years ago. I started the business, so obviously as a child. And uh, that was one of, one of the things that attracted me to it was websites were very new. This was like right at the turn of the year 2000, 2001. And there were a lot of web design agencies out there who were suddenly web design agencies. Up until that point, the big graphic design agencies. And suddenly there was this big push to get designers to design for screen um, and not so much tablet back in those days, but definitely for screen rather than for print. And I was being brought in as an independent consultant working for a number of different agencies and public sector groups to help their designers grasp that you couldn't design in columns anymore and you couldn't design text that went sideways up the side of the page and things like that because it doesn't work on a screen and having done that for a few people I saw there, there was if I'm honest a lack of integrity as to what you could charge for a website how long a website would take to produce and I didn't like it so I started my personal mission to make sure that no one wastes money on a website again no bells and whistles if you don't need them but at the same time I like a website that earns its keep so I always start with when I'm speaking with customers what's on your desk that we can put on your website because your website should be an active marketing tool in your business it should be part of your team absolutely and you know I think this is the thing people get wrong about uh, websites they, they feel like they should have one but they don't really know why yeah. and it's like anything in your business you know, what is the most important thing right now for most businesses is getting and keeping customers well, are you doing that? Are you doing the most important thing all the time? Or are you doing it some of the time? Or are you scared of doing it? Which is obviously where someone like me comes in, because that's when I work with people's mindset around that sort of thing. But uh, no, that's brilliant. What, what's been your biggest mistake that's led to your biggest breakthrough in business? Oh, that's so interesting, because I've been through in my business, we've been through two recessions in this country, in the yeah. UK. And I have to say, touch wood, having ridden them both out, I'd say the biggest lessons that I've learned is to never take your customers for granted. It sounds like such an old adage and such an obvious thing, but I've spent most of the last 15 months 
just really looking at where our customers are right now. Because it might be that, you know, they came to us a few years ago for a site and haven't done much with us since, but seeing the massive changes that have taken place in the UK over the last 15 months, it's all about helping them to adapt, which is why I wrote the book about leveraging their expertise. It's all about what do you already do that you can be doing online? So it's earning more money without having to start again and learn a whole new side to your business. And I've had to do the same with my business. I've had to adapt to agile working. My whole team now works agile working across the UK. Mm-hmm. And we won't go back to an office because we found we've been able to, as you mentioned, exponential growth. We've doubled our size in the last 12 months. And, and that's been a massive, massive shift for us. So, yeah, the lessons I've learned is you need to adapt. You can't hang on to, to what worked before. And that starts with making sure you're meeting your customers where they are now. That reminds me, actually, at the beginning of the, uh, the lockdown, I had a few customers who were, were, were telling me, it's like, why are people cutting back on marketing right now? Because, mm. uh, you know, there's never been a better time to actually invest in marketing right now because there were more people at home. The bigger companies were pulling back on their marketing. So marketing spend was actually getting you more bang for buck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one, there was one guy in particular, he's a cycling coach in Australia, and they were getting four times as much traffic for the same spend per month mm. as a result of lockdown. Yeah, um, I can believe so, it. Yeah, I mean, I think people just get like the wrong mentality. You know, when 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 most of the people are going that way, you go the opposite way. Yeah, and, and as I say, it's going back to a lot of people have drawn back to what they feel safe with and what they know. But someone gave me a great analogy that was um, if you think of you're in your car and you're broken down at the side of the road, if somebody turns up and says, I'll sell you a new car, they're going to get a pretty short, impolite answer from you. But if somebody turns up and says, I can help you with where you are now, I can get you to somewhere safe. And then we can talk later about making sure this doesn't happen again. That's real value. And that's what customers are looking for at the moment. They want that connection. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I'm going to give you a, a couple of plugs for your uh, for your lead magnet. So, uh, by the way, if you've, you've heard us mention it, it's the, the book, uh, fatpromotions.co.uk forward slash leverage. Just go there and uh, put in your details and you'll get that. So um, what's been your best marketing tactic and why? Now, I'm obviously going to suggest you, you're going to say websites, but I want specifics here. So give us a, a few specifics. Specifics are your website's not about you. That's the one thing I would say, don't, or the other unpleasant way to put it, don't we all over people. We do this, <laughs> we do that, we do the other. Because it's not about you, it's the, it's what's in it for them. So when people come to your website, they need to be able to see straight away, that's who you're, you're talking to me. That's exactly what my problem is. That's exactly the position I'm in. That's exactly the stage I'm at in my development. That's why with our own site, as you said, we deal with businesses who are growing. We deal with public sector contracts and we deal with charities. A lot of people are afraid to be that specific, but I want people to know that when they come to our site, if they're not in one of those, then we're probably not the right fit for them. And I don't want to take up their time. They will appreciate that and they'll remember you fondly for it. Same thing with your customers. Don't try and be selling them a Rolls Royce if you only stock minis. <laughs> and actually, I can I, I can verify that for my clients, the ones who uh, the, the, the biggest problem that they have, not this is a marketing tactic, but I guess you could say it is, is by taking on people, especially when they're, they're fairly new, who they kind of have a feel aren't the right fit. 
yeah. you know, there's that kind of like, mm, I'm not sure, but I need the money. And they take them on and they just go through a whole heap of pain and hell. Um, so that you could put that down as a bad marketing tactic. But uh, yeah, just uh, thinking everyone's your client. Um, yes. Much what's, so. what's been your worst now i want again i want specifics on this something like you know i, I did a course on pinterest and i spent six months trying to get pinterest <laughs> running and ah, oh, or instagram stories or something my, my worst <laughs> the worst one i've done was trying to keep doing the websites myself long after i really should have stopped because it changes so fast our industry is really really fast moving anyway but because it wasn't the best use of my time you know and I had people coming in and they're saying oh we're using this new software or this new framework for coding I said well show me how it works and you could see these poor people their eyes rolling in their heads like oh my gosh do I really need to have to try and teach you this so yeah letting go of the reins it's not easy and I know a million a million easily uh, business owners who will not let go of the reins. And it's the best thing you can do for your business. Absolutely the best thing you can do. That is an absolute nugget right there. And anyone listening to this right now, it's just like, just rewind that bit, play it again <laughs> and again, right? That's really important. Oh, I learned it the hard way. It didn't, it didn't come naturally to me. My, my, there's some aspects of my business had to be prized from my cold, stiff fingers, but yes. <laughs> You might have already answered the next question. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's been the biggest mental challenge you've had to overcome? Yeah, yeah, letting letting go of that, definitely. And I think also reminding myself um, as a business owner that it's how I want to run the business. I think very often we're surrounded by um, coaches. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big believer in coaches. I've always worked with business coaches my whole career. Um, but I think sometimes you meet multiple coaches at networking and one say, oh, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. And you start sort of veering off in other directions. And I think it's just coming back to it now, actually. This is what I know to be true. This is what I know to be good at. I'm, I'm going to stick with, with that groove for myself, to be authentic, really. So that's, that's the, the challenge is not just delegating, but I think it's also being authentic to yourself. It's a really important point about coaches. I mean, as I, I am a coach um, and I've got coaches, um, and if you look at the, the best athletes, they have specific coaches for specific things, right? So you've got like, I don't know, let's just say tennis, okay? So you've got a serving coach, you've got a mindset coach, you've got a physiology, you know, body coach. You've got different coaches who specialize in those, in those different things. So it's really important then if you, for instance, go and say, okay, well, I'm going to get, you know, a social media coach. Well, go mm. and find a social media coach who specializes in social media. Yeah. That has a proven track record of really good clients, that are succeeding through whatever they're doing. And they might be using, you know, different systems, different funnels, whatever, all this sort of stuff, but just focus on the speciality. If you're going to get a mindset coach, exactly the same thing. Don't get one that, you know, is struggling themselves. Uh, I always kind of joke, it's like, if you're going to get a relationship coach, don't get one who's been divorced 19 times. It just, yeah. it's not a good thing. So I think the speciality, and I love the fact that you do specialize in, in, in certain sectors is actually really important. Uh, again, more nuggets there for everyone. Uh, <laughs> if you were in charge of well, but I'm actually going to say UK business now. If you're in charge of UK business right now, and I think, as I say, we are in a really good position right now. What legislation would you help to introduce? I'm not going to say entrepreneurs, but business in general. What legislation would you help to introduce business? I think there's been a lot of talk, obviously, lately about um, financial support and things like that. But I personally have seen a huge number of UK businesses 
be given large amounts of support and not know what to do with it. I've seen amounts that has been wasted on uh, new systems or new technology. I've seen it being wasted on um, social media advertising, by not by specialists in their field. And I think there's been this almost, oh yes, I get this money and it's called a bounce back loan. So it's very loaded that, you know, you take your bounce back loan, this will help me bounce back. And there's almost regardless of what it's spent on. And I think that's what I would bring in is that if any businesses are lucky enough to get um, grant funding or supported funding or bounce back loans and things like that, there needs to be structure in there around that. So they need at least a few sessions with a really smart, savvy business coach who can then talk them through where's the best place for you and your business right now to invest that. So you get long term gain, not just we, we want to be taking vitamins, not aspirin. You know, we're dealing with the short term problem with what should be a long term investment. And I think that's really important. I've, I've seen too many people not squander because that implies it was deliberate, but they've not known what to spend it on. They've suddenly been given this big injection of money and they're just panicking with it. And I'd really like to see that better, not controlled, but guided more advice and more input, because there's a lot of help about starting a business in the UK. You get a million startup groups tell you how to start a business. There's very few that tell you how to grow, how to sustain, how to run effectively. And I think that's where the business coaches do pick up the slack. Absolutely. And I'm just going to do a com complete bit of self-plugging here. Um, you know, a majority of my clients happen to be in the US and Australia, but, you know, I am looking for more UK clients. Now, I've got a very simple strategy, which is uh, people do not buy your products or services. Right? They're not actually interested in whatever your product or your widget does. Right. They're actually buying the prediction it's creating in their mind. That's what they're buying. They're buying an outcome. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I always refer to the river of change, right? You've got your, your potential clients are on the other side of the river and you're already there and you can show them that it's possible to cross the river of change by your stories, your client's stories, you know, the hope basically of, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, it's possible. Uh, and that kind of the invisible bridge is then built using your product or service. And they don't actually care what it is. It's the yeah. trust they have that it's going to get them to the other side of the river of change. So there you go. That's just kind of my system. That's how I, that's how I do. Oh, I love it. it and and it's, it's been proven time and time again. That's the thing is, as you say, you don't want a, a relationship coach who's been divorced 19 times. You want to see people who <laughs> who've got that track record with business as well. Absolutely. Okay. So what do you think? And this is a really interesting one. What do you think specifically your industry is going to look like in, I think 50 years is actually too, too distant a future, but I would say, you know, 10 to 15 years even from now. I think we're moving almost full circle to where we were um, in the 90s, where we're coming back to late 90s, where we're coming back to the self-employed model. I remember there was a, a lot of uh, design agencies at that time who said, you know, to their staff, OK, we're going to have to lay you off, but you can come back and work for us as, as you know, self-employed a few hours a week. We've got enough to cover that da, 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 and managed to keep going. And they gradually moved back to the employed model. I think in our industry, we've always been uh, in creatives. You know, we're, we're a great believer in in letting people work in the middle of the night. My designers like to work or my coders like to sit in in, in silence with their little headphones in and they're, they're coding away furiously. They don't want to be in a noisy office. They don't always want to be in, you know, the Google area of beanbags and slides and, and foosball and stuff like this. They, they want to be in their own space. They want a better life balance as well. They want their own interests in their own home. So that's the biggest shift I see is I, I think there's going to be a, a big move to self-employment in creative industries because a lot of people have realised in this time 
I actually I quite like getting to spend some time with my kids and I quite like that I press that button at five o'clock and I'm home I don't have to sit in traffic or sit on the train for two or three hours so yeah I think that's going to be the biggest one is where we work rather than how we work yeah I like that it's really I think it's really really important also in in environments I mean mm. as people know I've we've had this office redone and having the right environment to work in I think is absolutely crucial yeah, definitely, um, definitely. The, the, this idea that we can, you know, all web designers, particularly this is concept that we all sit in deck chairs with a laptop. <laughs> and I just think, yeah, no, you you need to have that space. Or I do, for my mindset, I need to have my own dedicated space to, to be really productive. Although it does make me chuckle because I have a lot of clients who say to me, it's like, hey, you've got a bar right there. <laughs> Love it. How does that work? I just say, <laughs> well, you know, after five o'clock, it's fair game. <laughs> I've got my singing bowl and my vision board. So, you know, we've got a little bit of woo as well mixed into the, into the uh, techno here. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite business book and why? Oh, easily. I've just finished reading. I love business books. I've got shelf help behind me. Um, mm. But, yeah, my favourite book is uh, Get a Grip by Gino Wickman. Um, oh, I've I tried that one. It's a new oh, one on the list. Fabulous, absolutely fabulous, um, because it's the same chap who wrote Traction, which is all about scaling up a business with teams and with systems and things like that. And it's one that my business coach said to me, oh, we should read Traction. Now, it's great, but I found it a little dry. It's very instructional. And I thought, you know, without someone guiding you through, it was a bit empty. But Get a Grip, he wrote as a, uh, he calls it a business fable. So it's all of the concept and the processes of Traction for scaling a business, but it's in uh, told in a story form. So it's um, and it's based on an, a, a sort of a consummate idea of all of the agencies that he's worked with and companies he's worked with. And he's made kind of this fictitious company as a, as a sort of amalgam of all of them put together. And he talks you through. And then we worked with Fred on this and Vera on that and da 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 da. And it puts it in context, but it's it's really good. I can highly recommend Get a Grip. I'm, I'm literally buying copies for every business owner I know at the minute. <laughs> well, that's going straight on my Audible account in a minute. So <laughs> apparently the, the audio version is even better. So. Oh, excellent. I like it. I like it a lot. Fantastic. If you are, well, are you a night owl or an early bird? And what's your morning or evening routine? Um, morning, I try and be a human being, not a human doing. I found mm -hmm. that that's my, my, my kind of thinking time. So I like to, I start the day, I walk my dogs. Um, so they have a, a good hour stretch in the woods before we get started. I will do some journaling. I'll do some intention setting for the day, all about getting my mindset in the right place nice. uh, before the phone starts ringing at nine. And then I go into the rest of it. And I, I used to tell myself, oh, I can work into the night. But now I find I get to six o'clock and, and the eyes are getting a little dry. <laughs> this is really time that I took a break. So, yeah, I, I definitely say it's the morning for being the afternoon for doing. I like that. That's another one there. It's a fantastic nugget. Okay. If they made a movie about you and your business, oh. who would play the starring role? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> um, it's an interesting one. I was thinking about this where I was talking with a, a colleague earlier about um, business movies and historically, you know, giving away the age here. Um, I remember movies like Working Girl, where the woman in charge was uh, not the most pleasant creature to get on with. But then you compare that with later movies like Devil Wears Prada, and you have wonderful Meryl Streep, who I love. So we'll, we'll say Meryl can play me just because I love her. Love um, and plus everyone will say, oh, but you're not that old. So that will work. Um, <laughs> but is, 
<laughs> it's that nice way that that changed that in films like Devil Wear Prada, which is like probably 20 years after Melanie Griffiths was in Working Girl, the woman in charge, yes, she was tough. Yes, she was hard. Yes, she terrified everybody. But she was also supportive. She was. They also showed behind the mask that there was the struggle to balance being um, a working mother, being a wife, being a friend, being a social person. So it was nice to, to give that balance. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Meryl just because I loved her in that and the clothes were fabulous. So. Fantastic. And what are you watching on Netflix at the moment or any other channels are available? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really, really into the Unabomber um, series that they've done. It's the real story of how they caught the Unabomber through decoding language. So you can see, just geeks are the core. Anything with code in it just catches my interest. But yeah, it's how they decoded his language in his letters to actually catch somebody oh, wow. who is like a, a serial bomber. So it's really fascinating, the psychology behind it. Fantastic. And what's your plans for expansion or exit? Um, expansion all the way this year. It's yep. really interesting. We've taken a leaf out of my own book, quite literally, um, with having written Leverage Your Expertise as to how you do take what you already do and, and uh, monetize and expand on that. Uh, what we're doing is uh, we built a software system for a charity to help them match all of their service users' requirements and all of their volunteers' skills and experience. Um, someone described it as match.com for charities, which I thought was quite sweet, but you literally put in, I've got all of these people and this is what they need. I've got all of these people who are volunteering. This, these are their skills. These are their history. And it puts them together and automatically populates their um, calendars, sends them reminders. And the uh, charity that we built it for said, this is fantastic. You've got to offer this to other people. So we're now looking to productize that and make it into a subscription based model. So it's going to be able to help more charities because then smaller charities can afford it's going to be an affordable monthly payment and they can have the same ability that a huge national charity has they can have on a small local scale, which is one of the key things that I started with in the business was helping the level playing field of the internet help the little guys as much as the big ones. That's brilliant and it, we can include the links to uh, all of these uh, parts in the in the show notes. Um, but Fiona, if, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do it? I'm not hard to find. Look for me online. Just go to fatpromotions.co.uk or look me up on LinkedIn, uh, where you can also read my articles and knowledge base where I share a, a lot of insights into how to get the best out of your website that you can do yourself if you need to. Um, but of course, I'm preaching to the choir here. I always say it, it's always better with somebody holding your hand. So if you're a person who says, I hate technology, start with the blogs on our website or have a look at me on LinkedIn and uh, I'd love to help. Fiona, thank you so much for taking this brief delve into the real life of real entrepreneurs. And uh, can I ask that you and anyone watching this or listening to us as we're going out on YouTube and uh, iTunes at the moment, who works hard and enjoys business and enjoys maybe even starting a business uh, and you like to subscribe and if you would like to take part in this show please drop me an email damien with two a's as my partner keeps reminding me and say damien with an a it's got two in them d-a-m-i-a and damien with an a two a's at rethinkingbusiness.biz and we can have a chat here's to your success and uh, we will see you soon thanks very much fiona thanks damien really appreciate it brilliant thank you <laughs>